Hello, I am Leave Nelson B, musician for Lonely Ghost Records, and this is Talent with Alan. Here, we will go over recent Lonely Ghost releases, as well as those from affiliated artists in a quest to get liner notes that you cannot get in a digital era. I hope you enjoy. So, like, what, 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 what's your, like, musical DNA? Like, oh, what can I call you first? What, what? Uh, Caleb. Caleb, okay. So, like, your, your musical DNA, like, what, what, what would you describe as your, like, the progenitors to, uh, to, hey, to the Hey, I Love You project? That's a good question. Um, uh, I think different things. Uh, say, say anything, I think, and Los Campesinos um i love saying huge. dude say anything is so fucking good it, i love say anything it's a real boy is such a good album and yeah. i agree <laughs> it goes so hard goes so mm. hard um but yeah say anything los campesinos um and probably like that and like your arms in my cocoon and weather day and probably like video game music like all of those all of that combined with like video game music i think is like the biggest inspiration behind this project i think yeah i, I definitely i definitely see that i i've i've definitely dove into like i'll say nintendo was definitely one of my biggest inspirations as far as like uh-huh. making me especially like the the 64 era like all the mario games besides like the new super mario ones all had like incredible music yeah that i think nobody gives them credit for yeah no yeah i i remember when i was a kid i would play like way too many video games and um sometimes i would just like go into a level that i like the music of yeah i would just like i would just like sit there i would just like i would i would put the controller down and i would just do something else because i just wanted to listen to the music of the video games when i was a little kid there was this one amiga game that a friend of mine had because it was like the rich kid Oh, yeah. he, had a, he had an Amiga and it, it was old but very few people had it and there was this game called Awesome and there was this game over sequence that happened and the music was so good during the game during the game over I would just play it and just purposely lose <laughs> that's awesome yeah somebody on OC Remix I'm pretty sure you're aware of uh, OC Remix oh yeah and so yeah somebody on OC Remix did a remix of that track and it's it's hands down like one of my favorite songs so like of all time like like one of my favorite songs is the is the overclocked remix song. hell yeah <laughs> i remember when i discovered oc remix when i was younger i thought it was like the coolest thing in the entire world it was man it was like i, I think i spent like hours like just downloading torrent after torrent and like i think i got like every song as of like 2012 i got the entire the entire site at that point and oh yeah. so you're dedicated yeah oh man <laughs> that was like half my itunes library at that point <laughs> hell yeah mm, you just like unlocked the memory i totally forgot that oc remix i forgot that whole thing existed that's crazy like i did a i did a super mario 64 i did a the water the the water level the first water level yeah and i did the music for that i went to submit it and they didn't they didn't take it for whatever reason so i put it on my like my debut lonely ghost record so fuck yeah yeah fuck it, yeah yeah it's a it's a it's very it's a very uh 
it definitely opened my mind up and there's still people i follow like there's certain artists that i follow from oc from oc remix you know like this reliving those games you know and reliving the music like yeah and that site was just so good it actually made me want to do music again because i stopped for a while and then i just started doing it again once i found like oc remix and these like people like like that are just doing stuff oh yeah for free you know and i'm like what am i doing <laughs> yeah no i guess yeah i totally get you fuck yeah so hey i love you that this is a this is a very good very good ep and it's a very uh it definitely goes through like it's for, for as short it is as it is it definitely goes through like peaks and valleys of uh, of like like a like a whole record would and yeah like like in the middle you have like two instrumental tracks which i really do appreciate i think slumped is my favorite track on this thing actually thank you i really appreciate that you know like yeah like this thing definitely takes you takes you on a really short but full journey you know so you do everything on your own just like i do i do everything on my own produce mix master you know like like hat like like, how did you acquire those skills, basically? Um, Especially well, doing what you do, because nobody can, like, you can't teach somebody how to mix and master, hey, I, lo- hey, I love you, you know? Like, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, I have, um, I don't know, a cough, I guess. I don't know. I was going to say, You get that like, second shot? I did, yeah, I did, actually. <laughs> that, that messed me up, though. That second shot. Um, I got oh, Pfizer. Days. Yeah. Yeah, no, I got I got Pfizer. Did you get Did you get Pfizer? I got Moderna. I got Moderna. Way oh, back Moderna's the one that messes you up. But yeah. Um, yeah, I got Pfizer. So thankfully, my symptoms weren't that bad. Um, but um, I guess so. I've been like making music ever since like I was in seventh grade. I I had a uh, Audacity on my laptop, and I had a little rock band USB microphone, and I would record my ukulele and sing into that thing and it sounded awful it sounded so horrible um um and i guess i've just been making music with like very limit like very i've been making music with lots of limitations ever since um i, I discovered a garage band even like eighth grade or like freshman year um on my phone and i was like whoa I can make music on my phone. This is incredible. And like, I didn't care that like, it's like a, it's like not as good as a software as like Reaper or like Pro Tools or something like that. I just wanted to make music on it because it was accessible and it was easy to use. And I thought it was super cool. And so I did that for a long, long time. Um, And I think I just kind of just got better and better because I would, I would just sit in my room all day and just, I would hang out with friends and I would make music and that's all I would do ever. Um, and so I just kind of just got better at it, I guess, as you do. And so I think that like, this is like, this is the perfect time, I guess, for me to start, hey, I love you. Cause I'm at this point now where I can, I can come up with an idea and I can make it sound even better than what I imagined in my head on GarageBand. Just cause I know how to, how to use GarageBand, how I want to make things sound like what sounds good to me. Um, and yeah, yeah. My, you're you're describing something similar to how I just came to make make music because I think I downloaded a cracked version of FL Studio <laughs> at first. Well, when I, when I was like when, back when we lived in Florida, like this was before I like 
turned like 13 or something. Like we had like we had Soundforge, I think, which is like an old uh-huh. Sony, old Sony uh, DA, like it's basically just, um, sorry, get, get phone call. But oh, yeah, you're good. It, it was just a ba- basically a, a, an old, like basically something you used to seek to lay down track, basically. Yeah. And I would make loops off of like records. I was just like, take a loop and put it in there and whatever. And then I got a cracked version of FL Studio, of Fruity Loops. It was called Fruity Loops at the time. And, um, oh yeah, I remember those days. And uh, yeah, I'm, and this is like back in the day when I was uh, like, you can download like Crack Breaker like on LimeWire or some shit. This is this is this is dating me so bad. And, and that's how I got FL Studio. That's how I got Fruity Loops for the first time. And then once I fast forward some years, I got an actual MacBook, and then and I discovered GarageBand is on there and listening to OC Remix, like, I'm like, okay, let's see what this garage band is all about. And I got good at it. My first uh, self-release EP was done all on GarageBand and mashed and mixed and uh, mixed and mastered on Cubase because Cubase had more effects and stuff like that. That I could Oh, yeah. Take it had a way better EQ. You know, not to say that GarageBand is, GarageBand is a powerful program, just being like, if you know how to work it, you know, to your, yeah. you know, but like, yeah, I, I paid for Cubase and I went through the whole like software license key thing that Cube that Cubase is famous for. And so I use Cubase and the yeah, the EQ is way easier to use. Like there's so much more built in effects and everything. And hell yeah. Now I'm back to FL Studio. I didn't think I would be back to FL Studio. I actually use the MPC, my MPC uh, which is like this the thing here. That's oh fuck M- yeah! NPC and that software, and then what I this is my main melody builder basically, and and then I import you know that sequence into FL Studio and build everything around like a three or four minute you know thing I built on the NPC, which is nice. Like I I would never I never thought I would be able to make music on an NPC because all my my idols created music on you know this legendary this legendary form factor of equipment. You know, that's so, badass. Yeah. That's like, so yeah. sick. Yeah, it, it, it is. That's it. And you just get better. Like, I think I went to, I went, I took an audio production class in school, you know, which pretty much put the boot in my ass to like, you know, once I learned how to use Pro Tools there, I'm like, okay, I, I should be able to use Cubase now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. So, yeah. So, like, yeah, it, it's definitely, definitely like took a long time for me to like, oh, yeah. wait, way, way long time. Like, almost like half my life just toying around toying around with stuff and now yeah. i actually have sizable equipment and everything but this record think, is amazing thank you i think it just goes to show that like um because like with bands like weather day and like asian glow and um oh that new that new band that's pop paranol paranol um i don't know if you listen to paranol yet but i think bands like that just prove to show that like no matter what DAW you use, like you can create amazing stuff. Like you can create amazing stuff by spending like zero dollars on a DAW, yeah. you know, or mics or anything, you know, you can just make amazing stuff. I know like when I was like looking at like, especially like forums and shit for like music creators, it was like the most poisonous place you can get advice to make music because people were like, oh, yeah. oh, you need, you need, uh, you need, you need Reaper or you need, you need Audacity or you need a, uh, what what was the other famous one that I tried? Oh man, it's still on my desktop actually. Yeah, Reaper and uh, Reason. Reason was a big one that oh. people used to shove up my ass. But, yeah. 
Oh man, I hate I hated that. And and for me, like as long as you if you have a workflow, you can get better at your workflow. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, totally. so there's no reason you need to spend like like so much money on on uh, on a dog. Like I spent like a hundred dollars in FL Studio, and I put more money into it as time went on. You know, because I got yeah. better at it and knew what I was doing. You know. Yeah. But. And I exactly. think that shows in my music as well, because, man, my band camp is littered with stuff that I released when I was, like, in my early 20s, late teens and stuff, and it's it's not that good, <laughs> but, but, but uh, it's it's definitely gotten a lot better now. Hell yeah. So, like, what what, what inspired you to do the, the, for it to do the Hey, I Love You project? Um, well, I think, so I've been in, like, local bands for a while, I guess. I guess for like five or six years, I joined my first band, my first real band called Greyjoy, and we're still kicking it and making music to this day. Um, but I joined them like five or six years ago now, I think, which is crazy to think about. Because um, I was just a little little boy when I joined that band. Um, and I had no idea like what being in a band was like or anything like that. And um, I guess being in that band opened me up to like a lot of like, new musical ideas and stuff and so I would always make like solo stuff on my own like on my computer and on my phone and upload it to Bandcamp and be like this is cool and then um I'd be like wait this is stupid and I would just like, immediately take it back down and delete it um and when quarantine started I was like I was seeing all these bands pop up uh on Twitter and stuff and the, like bands like Weather Day and like Asian Glow and Your Arms Are My Cocoon, who make like this like emo music that's super, it's super groundbreaking in terms of emo music because it's lo-fi, but it's also like, it's just all these different kind of ideas going around and it's super sick. And it, it's something that emo hasn't really seen, at least not a whole lot of. Um, and I was like, I wanna do something like that um, where I can make, I wanna make music with just, all these limitations and make it sound super lo-fi and super raw. And um, I guess uh, I just birthed Hey, I Love You out of that. And it was originally Hey, I Love You was gonna be like a, just like a one-off thing. Like I was gonna release it, uh, see if it gets any attention. You know, most of the time when I do something like that, it doesn't get any attention. So I end up just deleting it. But people started to actually really like the, hey, the first Hey, I Love You EP. And I was like, okay, whatever. I guess I'm sticking with this now. Um, so yeah, I guess that's where, I guess that's like the origin story, the, 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 the villain backstory of, Hey, I love you. I mean, the, the quarantine has done a lot for creativity. I think I, I released three albums last year. So, Hell yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. Some in that, that it coincided with a lot of things like me buying my computer and stuff like that. But yeah, the quarantine is definitely like. I don't know uh, when, when you can't really like shut down creativity, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. And yeah, it's. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that this. Uh, that this. This record and, and your and your last EP that came. I think we. I think Lonely Ghost released it on in February, I believe. Well, they. It, I think they acquired it. I think or some shit like that. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. This is. This is very damn good. Okay. So. Thank you. But what I usually do is I go track by track, you know, and like, you know, do like production notes and stuff and stuff like that. And hell yeah, you know, more into like the the liner notes, you know, hence the name of the podcast, Telling with Ellen. It's a plan. Yeah. Yeah. So 
uh, so for your first single, Digital Lung, uh, like you, you, you come out swinging. <laughs> this hits hard. Because um, you don't really, I think there was a point in time, like a few years ago, where like some people tried to do the, do the, the chip tune thing and it really didn't work out that well. And I think it's very tasteful all over this record. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah, can you talk about uh, Digital Lung and what, what came to like the why is why why did this become the opening track? Yeah, totally. Um so this was actually uh the first song that I had written for this uh EP. Um and I remember I what I wanted to do after the first EP was uh I wanted to have like a song that was like a live song where like I recorded my guitar. I sent it to other people. People would like, you know, play like record a video of them playing drums to it, record a video of someone playing bass to it, uh, record a video of me singing to it. And it'd be like this like a live track that people could listen to and see us playing this live. Um, and so I was like, well, I, I want to do like a new song. Um, and so I recorded the guitar for, for Digital Lung. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to send this to my friend, Steven. He's going to record himself playing bass or whatever to it. And I'm going to send it to all these different people. And they're going to record instruments. Um, but that never happened uh, because I'm really lazy and I didn't organize it very well at all. And so I just had this like guitar track that I was doing nothing with. And I remember I was living at the time with my partner um, and I didn't have any of my instruments over at our house that we were staying at. And so I was like, I'm really bored and I want to make music, but I don't have any of my instruments to record anything with. But I had this guitar track. So I was like, I'm just going to do something. I'm just going to do whatever with this guitar track. And I ended up making like all of Digital Lung just out of the spare guitar track. And I was like, dang, wow. this is this is kind of crazy. That is and I was sick. like, yeah, I was like, I was like, this is really cool. I think this would be a, a great like, because I really like like EPs and albums that just start like in your face. You know, there's no like, there's no like build up. You know, I think build ups are great, but my favorite is ones that just start and they're just like, bam, just like writing your face about it and just like super upfront and just, yeah, that's what, that's what I love. That's what I love is, is albums that start with the point. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah you're diving right, in, right deep into the psyche of the record, you know? Like, yeah. I, I really do. I, I really do appreciate that. Yeah. <sighs> that's my, that, that's my favorite. And so I, did, I wanted to start the, uh, the EP like that. Yeah, especially with the adversity that you described, like that's that's amazing. That that is amazing that you, that you're able to get that with this. Uh, especially with being the introduction to the record, because you would not think that this was like, you know, built out of that situation. Thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I uh, I always, I I you hear you like read things about your music, like you read people complimenting it and stuff, and you're like, that's cool. But it's so different hearing it come out of people's mouths. You know, I never know how to react to it but it's really appreciated oh because like sometimes like if i get asked about a, a song and i'm like oh yeah i did that you know after eating some edible peanut butter you know and <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah like i i don't i don't know what you want to hear about this you're going to be disappointed when you hear the story of how this track got <laughs> no got i totally done. get i totally get you <laughs> All right, uh, don't talk about it. Your weird complex. This has a sick ass transition on this record, you know. Uh, like, how, how did that? What are what are these originally two separate songs, or, or 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 was it just like a moment that had to be here, you know? 
Um, I definitely, I de- it was, it definitely, I definitely wanted a song, at least one song on the EP to just like switch like out of nowhere and be like the total opposite of like the first part. Um, and like, this is like, lyrically, this was like a super like angry, aggressive song. And like in the first part of it, I was doing like this weird chiptune synth pop. And I was like, yeah, this is, sounds pretty nice, but I can't make a whole song out of it. I can't like, like, I don't know. It just, it would just get super old, super fast. And so I was like, I have an idea. What if, and I had no idea how I was going to do this, but I was like, I just want like a hardcore punk song to just come out of nowhere. And so I had written the synth pop part and then I had written the hardcore punk part. And I was like, now I have to figure out how I'm going to put this together in a way that makes it not stupid. And so I tried my best and hopefully it worked. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, I definitely wanted it to be there. It, uh, I definitely intended it for it to be there. Yeah. Cause like, uh, this is like for the, the point in time where I'm like, okay, th- th- this is, this is, this is the talent. <laughs> when, I, when I heard that transition, like this is a, this is a songwriting talent that, that I'm listening to, you know, I really appreciate that. Yeah. But this is the point in time where I'm like, oh shit, I should have been there for the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, and then it it goes the complete opposite direction with behave like be, behave like tundra, you know. So, yeah, you you yeah you sold you sold you sold the pace of the record down by by yeah, and um, not only does it make the record like seem, I, I don't want to say seem longer, but you definitely are more invested into it because you're you you have that change of pace and that change of emotion, you know. What what so what was the for behave like tundra and slump? Like, was it intentional to have like two instrumental tracks at the at the middle as opposed to like any other place in the record? And what was it like composing these things? Well, okay, so uh, behave like tundra. I remember I wanted, I don't know, I think my guitar was broken or something because there's no guitar on that track, um, and I just wanted to. I just, I, I remember I just wanted to make like a screamo song. Okay, really? Oh, I can't remember what band I listened to, but Gunnar showed me a band that was like, it was like screamo, but there were, it was like completely digital instruments. And I was like, I want to do something like that, um, where it was like a scrams if it was like, you know, just completely made with computers and, and stuff. And so that's, that's like kind of what, I, where I came from that. That's, that's what came from that. Um, and then Slumped, I was like, okay, you have this first half of the EP or whatever, this first little bit of it, that's like super, it, it's, it's super like, in, most of these songs are pretty in your face. And I just think there just needs to be a moment of just like, relax, you know, just like pretty chill, just calm down. And that's where I came up with uh, Slumped. Because the first EP had a song that was like uh, called With You, that was really like relaxing, kind of like vibey. And I wanted to do like that again. Um, and, and that so was in the smack dab in the middle of that of that EP too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I wanted to do that again, uh, but better. And so I came up with Slumped. Um, and I went through like a phase, like I'm pretty sure everyone did in like 2017 or like 2018, when like lo-fi hip hop first started becoming like a thing. And like all I would do was listen to like those 24-7 lo-fi hip hop like like uh live streams and i was like i want to make lo-fi hip-hop and then i discovered that it's like really easy to make and i was like this is cool and so like whenever i was bored i would just make a lo-fi hip-hop song and so 
I wanted to, I wanted to really bring my knowledge in like making that kind of stuff. And I was like, I was like, I just want to bring that, you know, into an EP. Um, and so that's where, that's where Slumped came in. Yeah, I, I have I have a history with uh, lo-fi hip lo-fi hip hop curators because like yeah when I yeah when I was promoting um, I forgot what record I was promoting oh no was it the Afro track because I have a singles project this year but yeah for some reason in May the single ended up being an entire record so yeah <laughs> I'm releasing an EP like an EP for the month of May instead of just a single track but uh. Yeah, because I will submit myself to lo-fi hip-hop curators. Like, oh, this is this is not, like, lo-fi enough. Oh, really? Like, I'm sorry. Is, is, is having four bars repeated only the only qualifier now? Oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm sorry that I want to take you on a sonic journey here, but, you yeah. know, like, I don't want to sound like, you know, an unused rap song from the 90s. Like, I just... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But that seems to be like what what people like because like, I actually submitted to like that lo-fi hip hop uh, uh channel on on YouTube and I actually got oh, some yeah. stuff from my first my first record of twenty twenty on there, which I was surprised about, especially after Hell going yeah. through like submit hub and shit. submit hub is just garbage. But anyway, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine garbage because people will just reject your shit. But hey, thanks for the money. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yep. Garbage. Uh, yeah. yeah, behave like Tundra and Slump. Uh, slump that is it holds a special place. I, I might actually try to sample that actually, if you don't mind. Oh, totally. Go ahead. So uh, but projection joins the battle. Like shortest record, but doesn't feel like the shortest record on on on, on the EP. Like, yeah. That um that song it came about because uh I remember my friends and I uh, some of my Twitter mutuals and I were like, let's start an indie band. And so I, I recorded this guitar track and I was like, this is kind of indie. It's like a more indie punk kind of deal. And I sent it and I was like, Hey, we should use this for something. And like, no one like responded. And I was like, okay. So I'm assuming no one's going to use this for anything. So I was like, might as well just use it for, Hey, I love you. And I made the drums and all these synths and I put it onto it. And I was like, this kind of sounds like a, 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 Hey, I love you song that I actually like um and then that was the last song i think i finished for the ep just because like it's just kind of for a while it just kind of felt like a throwaway song just because it was made so quickly like i i made it i i started at like five in the morning and then i fell asleep and then i woke up and just finished it um like instrumentally at least and just kind of felt just because i haven't spent that much time on it just felt kind of like a throwaway song but then i put down some vocals and like i made it super aggressive and super like you know super yeah, like out of this yeah. yeah super distorted and super like ouch this hurts my throat to sing and i was like this will be a good this will be a good like get get back into the swing of things after slump you know it sounds like a fun record to make it, it definitely does and i love the countdown i love like this the, the 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 overdrive on the vocals that that was pretty that was, that was a very nice touch the, thank the, you the vocal work on this record is just uh amazing let, let, let me say that like because uh, I believe what was it in digital long you have like a falsetto going on for a little bit and yeah you know, it, like that was just wonderful that was that was wonderful thank you I really appreciate that uh, something that people don't really probably wouldn't know about me is that I was in like I was like a, a choir boy 
like through and through like I was in like the the honors choir not to toot my own ass or anything um ten, tenor over here buddy <laughs> really yeah me too me too <laughs> um but yeah I I uh I loved choir and I loved to sing and so um it doesn't I don't really think it like shines through a lot in a lot of hey I love you but like um I have been singing for a long long time um and so yeah I I, I really appreciate that's like you're like the first person who's never like who's ever like commented my vocals on the EP which is really cool I really appreciate that oh there's, a, there's definitely a good range here like you know like every every song note is very very is executed very well you know thank you thank you I really something. appreciate that you know, something I can't because I, I there's like little little like vocal moments on records that I that I hold on to, like this is this is gonna be this is gonna date me. But for um, on Cheshire Cat, Blink One Eighty Two's uh, like I guess first proper EP or proper yeah. LP, uh, and Carousel. There's a point in time where there's is yeah when uh, Tom when Tom goes when nothing is free. I remember that performance. And it never comes through in the live performance of that record, which is why I never like any live performance of uh, of Carousel. Not to mention Travis Barker's drumming is not as good as Scott Rayner's. Oh you know, yeah, totally. Which people would crucify me for that for even saying no, that. No, I I agree. I agree. Honestly, honest <laughs> to God, I think Travis Barker is or Travis whatever is like a better like performer and like public figure. But I definitely think that like their OG drummer is where it's at. Where well, it's at. I mean, punk drumming is a is a whole other animal, and I and I think Travis Tra, uh, Travis Barker is like the better musician, yeah, than, than the original Blink One Eighty Two drummer. You know, like because yeah, yeah, like the transplants. I fucking love the transplants. Like that that would not be the same with any other with any other person at the at the music end of it. But um, but yeah, like uh, but yeah, there's very few very few vocal moments like that and. Like the like yeah, you have going into that falsetto was just it, it was icing on a cake. You know, Thank you. At the, at the at the beginning of the record, like it it really was. Thank and you. That, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate the countdown on projection joints of battle. I really I really like the the quick hand claps and then just straight into it. Like <laughs> that that like it lures you into a false sense of security. That right at, especially right after slump. Oh yeah, yeah, that was totally that was totally my intention. Originally, I was just gonna have it go like cold turkey, like the track was just gonna start without that counting. And I was like, it just didn't feel right to go from slumped, then just right into. It. I needed I needed that counting just to prepare, kind of just to get people kind of like, oh, oh, you know. Yeah, I can I can only see how this will go over live, you know. <laughs> oh, I really appreciate that. And uh, pretty boy. Uh, Again, you you begin with uh, a very like a very pronounced percussive percussive uh, element, which I I'm I'm really jealous of the of that of the of the beginning of this of this uh, record. Really? And, yeah, uh, like because I I look I I love I love percussive tops like that, you know. Oh yeah. You know, usually I pitch them down and make them sound like you know like like chains rattling together and shit, you know. Yeah. Which I think, uh, yeah, that does, that really does something for that does something for me. You know, I really love hearing. I loved hearing it as a kid. You know, and I always wonder how musicians did it. And but yeah, it's, that's that's a lovely that's a lovely topper you got going on there. And not Thank to mention you. like the, the 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 drums on this thing is just ama amazing. I like I like the the four on the floor uh, uh, thing you got going on here for most of the record. 
you know. Thank you. Well, talk to me about Pretty Boy. It's the longest song on the record, last song on the record. What made this uh, be the closer? Uh, it was, I think just it was the closer just because it was the last song that I had written. And I was like, I need a song that's going to be a good way to end the record. And so that's, I went with Pretty Boy. Um, and Pretty Boy actually was like written like in the summer. Um, I wrote it for a band that I was a part of for a while called Antique Dreams. And I was like, this is going to be really cool. It was like really slow and like vibey initially. And when I was like, I was like, I was uh, it, during like the week that I was recording the EP, I was like, I need another song to end it out with, but I don't have any songs. And I was like, wait, I have Pretty Boy. What if I just take it and play it really fast and yeah, so that's what I did. I just I just took the song that I already had and I like recorded it and I did all these different things like the uh, verses. I really wanted the verse to be like, you know, pitch up the vocals, really like hyper pop kind of influenced. And then this is also one of those times too where I was like, I want there to be like a first half and then a second half. And the second half is completely different than the first half. Um, and I'm really into like sh shoegaze and like black gaze. Um, and so I was like, I want to do something like that, where it's just like super atmospheric and super huge and like kind of droney at the end. Um, so, yeah, that's where Pretty Boy came in. Yeah, I really love the guitar work on the latter half of the track. Like, thank you. Yeah, that, 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 that is that is a great way to, to like, like send off the record, I guess, it, it, for lack of a better word. Hell yeah. No, thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, I just wanted I just I just wanted there to be like, you know, the end to the record that's just like and i wanted the end of the record just to like kind of like float away like it does because i loved like it does that in a, a joyce manor song on the self-title that they did i can't remember which one it was but it, the song just kind of floats away and i really love that and so that's what i want ha i wanted to happen at the end of this song um yeah and fun fact uh when i'm like screaming like in the very like last half of that track and like there's like that effect over it so you can't tell like what i'm saying that's because I'm just like screaming like actual gibberish. <laughs> that's that's a that's a that's a that's a that's a kind of a Fallon exclusive, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, originally the ending of that was going to be like instrumental, like just the instruments, and I was like, it needs it needs a, a vocal work of some kind, but I didn't have any lyrics written, and I was like, I don't have time. I'm just gonna scream and just <laughs> see what happens. So I did. Yeah. And the, yeah, there's definitely a good shoegaze. Like, I think the 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 thing I thought of when I first listened to it, this is like like Idiot Pilot. I don't know if people still listen to Idiot Pilot. I've never heard of Idiot Pilot. It, 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 don't don't feel bad if you haven't. They're they're a very uh, particular taste back in I want to say the the in the mid to late two thousands, I think. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like. Yeah, it was like if if Idiot Pilot was influenced by uh, video games, like this this would be this, this would be the closest thing. Because like I never really heard anything like this in a full length record. Like usually people have like one track that sounds that sounds like this. And oh yeah. You, and and you managed to do an EP, but that and like like especially in don't talk about it. Like you, you pretty much like showcase like all bounds of your talents. You Hell know? yeah! Thank so, you. That that. That really means a lot. Thank you so much. Uh, so, like the the album art, like what, what where where does the where did the album art come from? 
So the album art comes uh, from a friend of mine who I actually didn't really meet until uh, I found them on Fiverr. I don't know how to pronounce their name because I've only seen it in text form, but it's like OTA, O-T-A. Um, but uh, they were on Fiverr, which is like, you know, a place that you can go and you could just be like, you, you, you look and see all these people. They have like, oh, I'll draw this for you. I'll draw this for you. And I found someone who, who would draw like an album cover that was pixel art for like not that much money and I was like this is really cool and they're they were they're super talented I'm like this is crazy that this is only five dollars this this needs to be this should, this person should be like you know like uh this person should raise their prices like hella because like this is like really good stuff and so I hit them up and I was like yo um I have an EP coming out soon and I was wondering if you could do the album cover um uh, I don't know what I want really I just want like a pixel art kind of person playing guitar um I remember I described it I said like cute anime girl playing guitar and that's that's what I sent them to work with and they gave me that back which is incredible I they give me they they sent that back to me within like 24 hours which is crazy wow. holy yeah crap. yeah <laughs> it's it's a really it's like especially for being done you know only five dollars in, in less than 24 hours crazy talented crazy talented and they deserve more work so everyone hit up oda i i reblog their posts all the time so if you go to my twitter or my instagram you can see me plugging them they are incredible such an incredible artist yeah i think i remember you shouting them out in um uh, in the in band camp their, their information is on the band camp there uh, oh yeah yep yeah. yep but man like, congratulations like this this is this is a wonderful record. This is thank this you. Is a, a wonderful, wonderful record. And, thank you so much. Uh, so, where can people find you? Where can uh, where can people find uh, find Caleb? Uh, uh, I'm on Twitter a lot. Uh, I, Twitter is definitely my the social media platform I feel like I use the most, other than Instagram. Um, but yeah, uh, Twitter at l Caleb with three B's at the end, and then on Instagram I'm love.caleb with three B's at the end. And yeah, I'm also on Facebook. If anyone uses Facebook, I also thought about creating a MySpace too, and just seeing like if anyone will follow me on MySpace. Man. You know, that's where I, that's where you can find my earliest music. If you can find my MySpace account, really, that's sick. Oh I was thinking, shit! Like we did a Zelda rap song. Man. Really, that's awesome. That's so sick. Uh, yeah yeah that's that may be yeah that's, that's probably very embarrassing <laughs> man that's that's just like that was like 2007 january 2007 <laughs> damn that's wild that was a long time ago yeah that was back when the Wii first came out and uh yeah <laughs> i was a seven-year-old lad at that time that was uh, crazy that's crazy yeah yeah i just graduated high school and i had i was like i was just i found myself in my best friend's dorm and we just had audio equipment for some reason like i think the guy that took me there was a bassist and he had like just recording equipment sitting in his car and we just recorded like these like two songs and yeah we did one about pac-man and one about one about zelda that's fucking awesome (laughs) that's so cool hell yeah i gotta i gotta i gotta i gotta dig that up i gotta find it god man yeah we were the three muskizzles Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, man. That, that, that was that was a long time ago. That was, <laughs> oh man. I may, I may have been half my life ago, I think. No, not half my life ago. But yeah. That's uh, crazy. That's yeah, wild. 
But yeah, I remember I did the music like on on a on a on a trial version of FL Studio at that time because I I, did, I didn't have a computer like yeah <laughs> so I just downloaded oh, yeah, a trial totally. version and downloaded like a chip tune pack and and, uh, and <laughs> yeah it, it was it was it was something it, it was hell something. yeah that's badass oh man oh so speaking of video games usually I end it right here but no no I, you, you said video games so we're gonna talk about video games. Oh, uh, fuck so, yeah. so what, what, what would you say like as far as video game music concerns and video game soundtracks um like what would you say is like the thing your go-to's versus your favorite uh earthbound probably has my favorite soundtrack of all time <laughs> i love earthbound earthbound is incredible uh so is mother three um and undertale too undertale has a great soundtrack undertale, i love yes. undertale especially when you're fighting undine like, like yeah that. oh yeah oh man <laughs> good stuff good stuff um and then super mario sunshine too i've been listening to that soundtrack a lot recently any any mario game like you said has an incredible soundtrack super mario sunshine the soundtrack is way better than the game oh really i've been playing a lot of super mario sunshine Super Mario Galaxy, I think, was, is probably my favorite Mario platformer, I think. That's a good one, too. I love that one. Uh, yeah, for, I think for me, like, Earthbound is definitely way up there. Like, especially some of the fight, the fighting music, the the, the battle music. It's just... Yeah. Especially, I love... I think it was, like, Battle Against a Weird Opponent, because I have the soundtrack somewhere. You know, I, yeah. I actually managed to scour it. And it was, it's like in 4 4, but the drums are like the melodies are like in 3 4, and it's like it goes back. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's weird. It's so cool that I love Earthbound's music. I love when it's weird. I love when it's pleasant. I love when it's scary. I just love every bit that Earthbound soundtrack has to offer. Yeah, because the opening of it sounds, it sounds like whimsical and scary at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I just think that's like a lot of like a lot of like the, the tone of Earthbound. It's like super whimsical and charming, but also there's like an undertone to it that's kind of just like, oh, what is, you know, you know, what's going on? Yeah, you never you never forget the fact that, oh yeah, these are children thrown into like really scary situations. Like Yeah, like they have to fight a cult in that in that game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just scary. There's like a whole there's like a lot of a lot of anti-cult stuff in Earthbound, actually. Now that I think oh, about yeah. it. Totally, yeah. <laughs> Like, Mother 3, like, the whole thing was, like, totally, like, you know, the whole game in Mother 3 was about, like, fighting against this cult that's, like, trying to take over the world. It's crazy. Man. I think for me, like, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, which is, like, uh? not the best Final Fantasy game. The music was definitely a lot better than the game. Uh, there was a point in time where, like, like I think uh, the president of Nintendo, uh, Miyamoto, actually got together an orchestra to perform the Nintendo Orchestra, and apparently he's like a he's like a trained classical musician, and he conducted it. Really? Yeah, it was it was that, and I I don't know where this recording went because I had it, and then I went away to the Air Force, and when I came back, like the, it didn't exist anymore. It didn't exist God, on my damn. hard drive anymore. So I don't know I don't know where it went. I have no idea. Yeah, that <laughs> sucks. That's that I would have loved to listen to that. Yeah, that's that's definitely like. That's definitely su super good, but yeah, like like Final Fantasy VII soundtrack, uh, One Winged Angel. Uh, oh man. my god, I had no idea that was from Final Fantasy because I I have heard that like somewhere before, and I thought that it was just like some like 
you know, classical song. I had no idea it was from Final Fantasy the first time I heard it. But yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, it is. Like it is great, and everything from like uh, I think Doom, the Doom, the Doom soundtracks were always good for me. Uh, I think the Doom Three was done by a member of Nine Inch Nails, actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was his name? Charlie Clouser, I think, maybe. Um, I but no yeah. Idea. But yeah, Doom 3 was done by a member of Nine Inch Nails. The last two Doom games were done. I forgot who the, what the gentleman's name was, but he's not doing any more of those. There was like a whole big thing about the soundtrack and they're not. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was a whole huge thing about like the... Because uh, when you're dealing with musicians, and this is a public service announcement to everybody listening and watching to this, if when you're dealing with musicians, if you give them a timeline, Give them like maybe six months more. Then in which you yeah. Ask. Oh yeah, <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. Because you're gonna be disappointed because you're not gonna get your shit back on time. You know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like I, I can mention out a baseline for one of my tracks that are coming out in May. I still haven't gotten it back, and I, the things already been sent into to the distro kit. Like I'm not waiting on this. It's gonna go baseline. There's no baseline <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah fuck yeah but yeah it's great meeting you i i really i really am looking forward to like like actually diving deep into like behave behave like tundra and slump those are probably the two tracks that i can do without slowing it down to ridiculous uh ridiculous proportions but <laughs> thank you so much it's so it was such a pleasure talking to you. I'm so thankful to be on here. Just thank you so much. Oh, yeah. And, and like, happy belated welcome to Lonely Ghost. I'm glad to be your label mate. Yeah. You know, it, it, thank it, you. It's, it's definitely, definitely fantastic. And yeah, definitely try and get one of your tracks remixed for uh, my sequel to 2.0. I don't know if you know, like like 2.0 was like me remixing the, the label, like label songs. That's fucking sick. And yeah, that was my first record of 2020. That was like my my I I'm going to therapy and and yeah. I need to work this out album. And that's and that's definitely that was definitely that. So yeah, I'm definitely like you giving me some stuff to work with here. Yeah. Awesome. I'm I'm very thankful. I'm very glad. All right. Well, nice meeting you. Hey, nice meeting you. <laughs>